Hello, everyone. This is Mark Davis, and I want to welcome you to the Gospel Explorations podcast, where we gather together each week to take time to explore God's Word to learn how we ought to live in this present age. I'm glad you've chosen to spend some time with us today. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Gospel Explorations Podcast. I hope that you are doing well today as we continue our study in the book of Matthew. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 3, looking at verses 13 through 17. So we're wrapping up chapter 3 today, and we're going to be reading together verses 13 through 17. So if you have a Bible nearby, would you pick it up and grab it and open the Bible to Matthew chapter 3 and follow along as I read. The Bible says this, starting in verse number 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So here in this passage, we've uh, been introduced in the beginning of Matthew chapter 3 to John the Baptist. Uh, We know he's a little bit kind of a different character uh, than others, and maybe a little rough around the edges, if you will. Uh, But he had a specific ministry that God gave him to prepare the way for the uh, Messiah who would be coming uh, behind him. And so when we get to verse number 13, we see Jesus coming to John for baptism, and uh, he comes to him. This is very significant, by the way, because um, this is kind of Jesus coming out of obscurity. The Bible doesn't have a lot to say about Jesus um, in his formative years. Uh, We know quite a bit about Christ in his birth. That's told to us in the book of Luke and the book of Matthew. Uh, We see another passage of scripture where Jesus is about 12 years old and he's at the temple. And then we don't really hear anything about Jesus until we get to this point where he comes and he is baptized by John the Baptist. And so uh, he's probably uh, around 30 years old or so at this point. And um, so there's a lot of time in Jesus's early formative years and even into uh, early adulthood uh, that we just don't have a lot of information about him in the scriptures. And so this is kind of him popping back on the scene, if you will, after years of obscurity. And this really begins the the beginning. It kind of marks the beginning of his public ministry and really has a great uh, emphasis and meaning that runs throughout uh, the rest of his ministry. Now, it's interesting. No one was asking Jesus. No one was begging him. No one was compelling him to be baptized. He came to John of his own volition and uh, willingly Uh, presented himself uh, for baptism. And there's some irony going on here, too. Uh, John even says um, in verse number 14, John says, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me. If you remember earlier, John is telling us in the passage uh, that that Jesus was going to come back in verse number 11 of Matthew 3. John says this, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So John's like saying to Jesus here in verse number 14, uh, I I need to be baptized by you 
the Holy Ghost and fire. So why are you coming to me to be baptized with water? And of course, Jesus had nothing to repent of. And so it, you know, it would be more appropriate that Jesus would be baptizing John. And yet we see Jesus uh, submitting himself, if you will, sh- setting a pattern, uh, showing a relationship uh, t- to sinners in this process of being baptized by John. And so Jesus says in verse number 15, suffer it to be so now, for thus becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And I think Jesus understood why John thought this was kind of unusual, why John thought it was weird. Um, and nevertheless, he says it's to fulfill all righteousness. And, and it's not that this one act in and of itself um, fulfilled all righteousness, but it was uh, the beginning step, if you will, uh, in the overall mission of Jesus to identify with fallen and sinful man. And ultimately, that would be culminated by his death on the cross. And so the scriptures, you know, from the very beginning, uh, we're told, even when we read back in Matthew chapter 1, when the angel comes to Mary and Joseph, and the angel tells them that he would save his people from their sins. And then there's not a whole lot said about him, and then all of a sudden he busts back on the scene again. And uh, the picture is here that Jesus is um, being baptized, not because he has sin that he that he needs to confess or to or to deal with. It's not that he was a sinner and then he was saved and now he's being baptized. This baptism is a picture of his um, relationship, his um, uh, identifying, if you will, with the fallen uh, nature, with, with, with man and uh, this with sinful man. And so um, it's an interesting picture here. He's, he, there's identification that's taking place. And the Bible says that um, John suffered him. He, he, he allowed him. He baptized him. And, um, and in doing so, this identification was coming full circle. And, you know, we see Jesus, he identifies with mankind in his birth. Um, he's born as a human, uh, born into the world like all the rest of us were. Uh, he's, he identifies man with his, uh, he identifies with man, I should say, with his upbringing. Um, they're just simple people. And uh, he, he shows us what it is to be uh, a human in that sense. And yet he's 100% God, 100% man. He identifies with man in his death, uh, that, that God who cannot die would put on flesh so that he could die and take our sin upon himself. And so uh, it's just really interesting here. What Jesus is doing in this process of identifying uh, with man so that he can then bring salvation to mankind uh, through the work on the cross. And so, um, you know, we see this uh, all kind of taking place. And then it culminates in verse 16 when we read this. It says, And when Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. Uh, The scriptures say that the heavens were open. And so what we have here is we have Jesus coming to John the Baptist, um, and he baptizes him as a a pattern, as an example, as an identification with sinful man. And the Bible tells us that the heavens open, and we see God the Father publicly demonstrating um, to everyone around that Jesus' baptism was not, not like anybody else's. No one else had ever been baptized, and 
uh, the heavens open and a dove come down from heaven and hear the voice of God. This was unlike any other person's baptism, if you will. And um, it's not because it was a display of repentance, but rather it was a righteous identification with sinners that Jesus loved us so much that he would come to earth to take on flesh to identify with us so that he could then save us. And we see the love of Christ, the love of the Father, motivating this whole thing. And God, the Bible says, tells us in this passage that he was well-pleased, um, that he was, uh, that this was exactly part of God's plan and in his will. And then we see this picture of the Spirit of God coming down, it says, like a dove. Um, this dramatic experience with the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, we're not 100% for sure exactly what this looked like, uh, but in some way, the Spirit of God flew down, if you will, upon Jesus like a dove. And whatever it was, whatever it looked like, it was real. And it even indicates here that John the Baptist saw this as well. Uh, he understood what was taking place. And so this is the Spirit of God moving upon the the, the Son of God, if you will, really as, as Jesus is about to begin his public ministry, and he does it by the Spirit of God. And, you know, even Charles Spurgeon said it was the Spirit of God who gave success to Jesus Christ's ministry. And so what we find here in this passage, we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit all present here. We have the whole Trinity uh, being identified in this, in this passage, uh, the Godhead three in one, if you will, and um, all three of them are working together in in unity in this in this picture that we see in Jesus's baptism. And of course, we hear the voice of God. The Bible says that God speaks, and uh, in verse number seventeen, a low voice from heaven saying, "This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased." And uh, everybody around it, it, they they heard what was taking place. They knew Jesus was the perfect Son of God who is identifying with sinful man, and that Jesus was different from anyone else ever. And he was uh, being identified with sinful man, but he was also being baptized in order to be identified to sinful man. So he was being baptized so that he could identify with us to be our Savior, but also identified to us so that everyone around was aware of what was taking place that this was the Son of God. And again, like we said, the Spirit of God descends upon him. And there's an, an obvious point here that we need to be careful we don't miss, and that is that God the Father loves God the Son, and he communicated that love uh, through the work of the Holy Spirit. And so we see this relationship between the persons of the Trinity um, all being manifested at one time. And so it's just an interesting passage and it's a reminder to us that God uh, sent Jesus for a purpose. And again, remember, there had been a period of time where uh, really the, you know, um, the person of Christ uh, was not being, uh, he wasn't in the forefront. He wasn't on the scene, if you will. And all of a sudden, uh, we come to this passage, and after, you know, years of not hearing anything about uh, the Son of God, all of a sudden we see this magnificent picture that is painted for us of Jesus being baptized, of the beginning of his earthly ministry, of his 
um, connecting, identifying with sinful man that he had come from heaven uh, to the earth with the intention of saving man from his sin. And so we see all this culminating here at the beginning of Jesus's earthly ministry. And, uh, and it's a beautiful picture uh, that God loved us so much that he was willing to sacrifice his son, and he came uh, to demonstrate to us who he was so that he could then die for our sins and then give us opportunity uh, to believe in him, as the Bible says, to trust in him. And so that's where we're going to end today. Uh, we're going to pick up next time in Matthew chapter 4, look at the temptation of Christ. Uh, be sure to join us again. Thanks for listening. I hope that you've been both encouraged and challenged today. If you want to connect with us further, please be sure to check us out on the web at gospelexplorations.com. We look forward to having you join us again next time.